Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for the bigger picture. And really, the picture has been signs of economic weakness, pessimism, the potential for recession. And the biggest indicator is spending habits and how they're changing. Yeah, if you thought the first half of the year was bad, we might be bracing ourselves for more to come because of all the indications we're getting about consumers tightening their purse strings, just holding back on spending. If you look at what the, a conference board survey has pointed out, nearly 30% of respondents say they expect business conditions to worsen in the next six months. Mm. And that is the largest share in nearly 13 years. And if you look at an analysis, analysis from JP Morgan, they are are pointing out that 35% of US households have trouble paying their bills. And that's up 10 percentage points from the same time last year. So we are seeing some signs of economic weakness. So how bad is it? Let's check in with Charu Chanana. She is a market strategist for Sexo Capital Markets. Morning, Charu. Good morning, Ran. Thank you for having me. Hey, great to have you on. Now let's dive an overview of how things have been shaping up. We've been hearing a narrative about how you know, concerns are rising about inflation. But I think that is starting to shift towards a recession fuel fear. What's your take on this, Charu? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, markets are still toggling between whether we should be concerned about inflation staying higher for longer or start to get concerned about demand destruction. So that's why we see, you know, while we are in this long-term you know, bear market trend, we continue to see these short-term rallies because, you know, markets are running ahead of themselves, pricing in a recession and pricing in rate cuts for next year. But I mean, of course, there will be some economic slowdown later this year and uh, into next year. And that's the whole purpose of the Fed type. Right, They want to destroy demand to bring the markets in balance because we are having this sh- uh, supply constraints. But, uh, you know, uh, our sense is that the inflation is going to, you know, be higher for longer. And that's going to you know, make central banks continue to stay aggressive about tightening policy. While that does mean there will be some uh, forms of economic slowdown, I mean, we, we don't think there will be a broad-based recession, especially in the U.S. Yeah, talking about the FOMC, uh, they will have their minutes out later this week. And also a meeting in the middle of July with all the stuff we've been hearing about a possible recession, a hard landing. Do you think they might be inclined to recalibrate their policy settings? I think not at this point, because like I said, inflation remains uh, the key issue for the economy right now. And politically as well, you know, they've been pressed to kind of get inflation back in control. So as you know, we saw at the June meeting, they went for a, a bigger hike of 75 basis points. Points and the Fed Chair Powell at that time also hinted that the July meeting would likely see a 50 to 75 basis points rate hike. In fact, uh, in my view, I think a 50 basis points rate hike at the July meeting may be viewed as uh, a bit dovish because inflation has stayed pretty much at the you know the peak levels still. So I think it's, this is not the time for Fed to kind of give in and start worrying about demand destruction. And like I said, that's the whole objective of tightening policy, right? Yeah, one of the indicators I think the Fed will be watching very closely is the jobs data. And this will be out later this week at the end of the week. Uh, what are you watching out for here that might give an indication of where the US economy is going? So it's, it's very important to have the right perspective when you look at the jobs data. I mean, uh, there's no doubt there's going to be a slowdown. I think 
regarding the consensus is around a 275k uh, increase for june uh, based on the bloomberg survey and unemployment rate is also seeing uh, you know stable at 3.6 but it, i think it could go uh, up a little bit while average hourly earnings they probably rose again 5% from last year so it does suggest that the overall number will be slightly slower from the 500k levels that we've seen earlier this year but that's that's generally just you know i think getting more moderate i think still it is a very healthy pace of growth so i think the labor market is still quite resilient uh, and that's what of course kind of gives a push to the fed as well to continue press ahead with tightening yeah i've also been seeing some pmi numbers out from the us showing some moderation in activity and this week we are getting the non manufacturing pmi numbers for june how much of a moderation are you expecting in these numbers Uh, yeah, the ISM manufacturing data last week was, of course, weaker than expected. And uh, the key highlight there was that it was weak uh, across you know, all of these, uh, all of its sub indices, which included, of course, employment as well. But you know, there's there's a demand shift in the U.S. economy where the service sector recovery is still underway, and that kind of favors sectors like leisure and hospitality, also education and health services. Uh, so, so of course, uh, the uh, expectation for the services number or the non manufacturing number as you call it uh is is slightly better but again uh you know i think there will be a more broad based weakness in the economy for the months to come so i wouldn't be surprised if we do see uh, some downward pressure there as well yeah talking about downward pressure we've been hearing some companies warning about gloomier times ahead especially from the tech sector i think micron had a bit of a warning last week about how the outlook is going to be cloudier some consumers might be holding back on spending uh, what's your expectations on the tech sector going forward uh yes i think uh, that's a very good point broadly for equities i mean uh, we do see that we are in this long term bear trend as i have mentioned so uh, you know despite these short term rallies we are going to see more downward pressure especially into july i think my biggest concern is the earning season which mm. we are going to hit in the second half of july and you know even though companies have been warning about uh, negative eps uh, you know uh, so so a downward revision should be done but we've seen that sell side analysts are uh, still far from reality i mean they they're still expecting a broad based earnings growth for s&p companies so so that's a surprise and what that would mean is that there will be a lot of disappointment once we once we get into the earnings season and there will be a lot of downgrades as well so of course that is going to heavily weigh on the equities in general but of course tech sector in particular like you mentioned about micron uh, micron of course is seeing broad based weakness because of the slowdown in the pc and the smartphone uh, market uh, but it is a good indication of the broader tech sector as well because um, you know initially we saw these marketing expenses cut from the tech sector and then there were these layoffs but now this weakness is actually also spreading to um, capital expenditure cuts uh, so i think that's a theme that we are probably going to see in the tech earnings this quarter and Charles, just to wrap things up um, later on in the week over the weekend we will get some data out of china that is the consumer and producer price indexes we are expecting a bit of a moderation when it comes to the producer price index and consumer prices around 2.5% which will be below the pboc's inflation target how is this play out for inflation elsewhere and for market sentiment i think china's cpi yeah like you said i mean it's 2.5% higher than 2.1% in may that's the expectation but that's mostly because of the low base and uh, you know a sequential rise and a smaller year on year decline in pork prices in june as well 
So overall, of course, the theme is that inflation in China remains uh, pretty subdued and that kind of gives room to uh, PBOC to kind of continue with its targeted easing measures. And that's really important for them because they're in a politically very important year where they kind of want to now after, you know, months of uh, COVID-related lockdowns, they want to bring growth back uh, to at least a respectable range for the year. I mean, the target was 5.5% for the year, which will likely be unachievable. But they still want to show a decent growth for the year, given that they uh, they have a key political event due later in the year. Mm-hmm. So so that will mean that they can continue uh, with uh, some some form of easing. Uh, but in, in terms of the, the region, of course, in Asia, generally we are seeing rising inflationary pressures for most of the countries and, uh, you know, it's, it's not the same story as China. I think most of the other EM Asian countries will have to press ahead with tightening as well. Yeah, the key event being the 20th Party Congress to look out for at the end of the year. So something to watch out for this week and we'll be catching up with you again, Charu. We've been chatting with Charu Chanana. She is the market strategist for Sexo Capital Markets. Charu, once again, thanks for the time and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.